Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn. Right, you need to strap yourselves in for our podcast today because we've just been having a, a pre-podcast chat and I think we've got quite a not a dark one, but quite um, a meaty one. It's dark, Jane. It is dark. dark, yeah. And I think that's just sort of reflecting the weather, the mood. Well, no, I, I think it's not dark, actually. It, it could be really, really positive. It's It'll depend how you take it, because what we're talking about today, let's just go straight into, <laughs> is expectation bias. Yeah. Expectation bias and how we're suffering with that in Wales and in Scotland. Yeah, because there's been lots, again, out on Twitter and in the press mm-hmm. about what's happening up in Scotland, what's happening here in Wales. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things from the government, you know, going back and forth. And I think we it's coming, it feels like it's coming to a head. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're reaching a tipping point mm. where, uh, and actually, I think in Scotland, they've gone beyond that tipping yeah. point where things are teetering teetering yeah. on the edge and some things have fallen over into that chasm well, it feels a bit a little bit more like um it's over the overload and yeah. things are going to come crashing apart things yeah. are going to fall apart isn't it yeah and we are going to talk about curriculum for wales we are talking about the reality yeah. gap <laughs> yes because there is a massive reality gap uh and this is down to expectation bias and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit more yeah. detail what that actually means what expectation bias is but before we do that Let's discuss what are we do we do this week? What are we doing this week? Okay, so this week mostly we've had a, a week of uh, meetings with schools, looking at bespoke packages, sketch notes, yes. all kinds of things, kind of planning for the next period of work. Uh, but we've also had an advisory board meeting, which was incredibly it was useful. Great they because they always are all our new members as well. Yeah, and our current or, or previous I don't want to call them old members because I don't like that. Um, <laughs> our original members, the OG, <laughs> the yeah. OG, which was great, and we had some really good discussions. Yeah, about some of the things that we've had that we've been talking about in our podcast over the couple of weeks. Things, yeah, you know, like I'm going to go just go, call go our advisory board. Just keep us real. They do, they do. <laughs> but it also, sure it's also gives us some ideas, isn't it, about you know what we're going to talk about next mm. you know we've talked about independence in our previous podcast attendance is something else that we had a very long discussion over mm. and we'll, we'll do a podcast on that in a couple of weeks and also what we're going to talk about today so we also did and i don't know whether we've discussed it in any detail we did our first pedagogy at the heart of curriculum for oh, Wales that was a great day that was it was yeah. really really interesting to um talk about what pedagogy is and what it isn't how it's how it's been talked about so far in relationship to curriculum for Wales what the practicalities of that are what you can do with your practice in the classroom and how it aligns with the guidance well it is it's about linking it to the 12 pedagogical principles at the heart of what of what we do day in day out in the classroom and I am in that that exam marking zone yet again yes you love so this, i you? do i do love this i do love that i hate it yeah i'm <laughs> in the hate stage at the moment but i love it when it's finished yes indeed Great. okay so that's so achievement if you are thinking about curriculum for wales if this podcast kind of prompts your thoughts about it you might want to go and have a look at some of our other podcasts episodes 
that talk about similar things. We've got three different episodes that relate to what we're talking about. There was 115, episode 115, which we talked about um, curriculum for Wales progress and problems. There was episode 128, Estim recommendations and analysis, because we are going to talk a little bit about Estim today. And a quite recent one, 133 more budget cuts, bigger threats. So there's there's a lot in today's sessions. We've our notes, we usually write notes before We're a page podcast. three pages. Three pager. Today, it is a three pager today. My okay. head is spinning because I, I did a, a mocking conference day yesterday. So my my head is still very deeply entrenched in piety and numeracy and it's it's just yeah so trying to swap from from yeah. marking schemes to, to to make to having these discussions today is going to be a little bit challenging but i'm sure we'll get there to heuristics yes <laughs> okay yeah. so heuristics are basically mental shortcuts <laughs> that we use to make sense of the world and that those include lots of our biases lots of the ways in which we we kind of shorten things or reduce things to simplify them just to make it easier to understand the world uh, but they're not always good for us and what we're going to talk about today is we believe there is expectation bias happening currently in Wales and has been there for quite some time and this could be spelling disaster for education reform in Wales it's something that we're really, really concerned about, isn't it? Because it's it's something that keeps on coming up. We keep on hearing the same stories coming through but, and realise how far from the truth they should, they should yeah. be. But I think on the basis of that, though, it's because there is so much coming out of Scotland at the moment. It's making us reflect very yeah. carefully about what is happening here. Yeah. And it's not as if we, we do a podcast to try and tear things apart and be really, really negative. No, it's, we really it's about, want to make a difference. trying to make sense of what's going on and, and trying to find ways through that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, one of the things that is really important to us is, is having an impact, having yeah. a positive impact, making a difference, speaking for the people who don't have a yeah. voice, you know, and we are talking about the children of Wales, you know, because that's what this is all about, is yeah. making sure that education in Wales is delivering what those children need. And it couldn't be more important right now that there are children who are are so switched off from school that they're yeah. not they're not coming. Um, that children who are really, really struggling with making sense of their educational experience, children who we know we're going to leave school feeling like school has failed them. Yeah. And that's not through one of teachers trying. We know that teachers are trying really, really hard. There are very many teachers out there who really do go above and yeah. beyond. And that is part of the the kind of the teacher personality is that we we all go into teaching because we really want to make a difference, because we care, because we want to um you know do the right yeah. thing for the learners in our care but we'll be, we're at a point aren't we that that expectation that teachers will go above and beyond what the the job description entails yeah. it becomes more of an expectation rather a than norm. a norm yeah so let's let's just kind of set the scene for today and talk about what expectation bias actually is so expectations are beliefs that you hold about the outcomes of events so you expect something to go a particular way or you expect something to give a particular result and when we have expectations that match reality when we have this resource or this professional learning or this way of doing things is going to make things better make things easier 
Uh, and that then isn't the case. It actually doesn't make things better or things don't improve. That's when we have a mismatch and that can lead to, and this is highly documented in, in research, disappointment, frustration. It can even lead to anger mm. and becoming so attached to expectations that, right, this is the solution. Let's let's work on this solution and things will be better that we actually stop seeing the reality of the situation. Mm. And we then start to um, twist reality to make it fit mm. our expectations. And that's when the problems really begin to set in. And I think at the moment in, in the climate that we're in, you can feel that there is a greater feeling about frustration from the profession. Yeah. About what is, what is going on at the moment. And you can feel it beginning to turn a little bit into anger. Yeah. But I, I would expect that there's also some anger or frustration uh you know at the system level yeah you know so maybe within consortium maybe within Eston, maybe politicians civil servants that when they expect you know a solution to create a certain result and then that's not the same as reality it's like well why isn't it working yeah. that must yeah. be very frustrating curriculum for wales in point isn't it when we're expecting curriculum for wales to make the difference yeah and it and doesn't it seem, seem to, to do be. it as it's happening in scotland then yeah so here we go and that kind of um you know when you're when you're twist, twisting reality or skewing reality to fit your expectation that can actually not only cause big problems but actually can prevent you finding a solution to that problem because mm. you're not looking in the right place. And, you know, we are dealing with a reality gap in education in Wales and the unintended consequences of expectation bias. Mm. So, so we did a little experiment and I had quite a lot of fun doing this, but it was also a little bit depressing doing it. I just set wrote out, a story. Wrote a story. <laughs> so are we all sitting comfortably? It's story time, let me begin. Once upon a time, Welsh Government realised a new curriculum was needed because the old one was failing the children of Wales. Standards of learning were low and inequity was rife. So education reform happened. A new purpose-led curriculum that put learners at the centre, that addressed each individual learner's needs, that gave teachers the professional autonomy to do what each learner needed was created. It was created by teachers for teachers. It was supported by high quality inquiry led professional learning and complemented by the ALM reform. It was the beginning of a new world class education system in Wales, where the progress of each individual learner would be accurately assessed, supported and promoted by the wonderful teachers of Wales. But then disaster struck. Wales was set by the COVID pandemic disaster. Schools were closed, learning turned into TV, and some pupils, the most disadvantaged in our society, lost their interest in learning seemingly forever. All was not lost though. Even though budgets were smaller, needs greater, and attendance worse than ever before, schools worked their magic. The disaster wrought by COVID was vanquished, Budgets reduced by the twin pressures of rising prices and the financial catastrophe of the trust economic event worked harder than ever before. Head teachers did more with less. Teachers used a new curriculum for Wales pedagogy to teach pupils better than before. And standards rose all over Wales. Except that isn't the real story. And I think that little 
kind of thought experiment for us really brought home what the narratives that we've been told are mm. and the expectations that we're being served really are. And I think that the expectation bias when people's expectations or preconceptions inf actually influence their interpretation of events and that in turn leads to a distortion of reality actually does lead to subsequent poor decision making mm. and I think that that is the the real problem mm. of where we are is that that distortion leading to poor decision making that is really problematic and it's and I, and I know this conversation is going isn't it about the next steps we could for Wales mm. and, and where that is going and I think that's really important at this point in time that we need to think about what that reality gap actually is yeah and what can we do yeah to marry up where you know where what the expectation is and where where we actually really are yeah. in the whole process and i mean on paper that that sounds fantastic doesn't it well and it, it there, uh, there is quite a lot of truth in that there is there is quite yeah. a lot of truth but there is just enough of a distortion mm. that um that is really problematic mm. and actually those distortions are really really close to what some people are saying but it's not what all people are saying and i think that is the problem i mean just to give you an example because we were thinking about um you know what's the difference between expectation bias and confirmation bias so confirmation bias is where you are actively seeking out things that confirm what you already think and i don't think that's what's happening in wales you know it's not like we've got a government that's saying well we believe that this is the way of doing things. I think mm. they actively are seeking yeah, solutions. Yeah, yeah. They are listening. Yeah, they yeah, are yeah. listening, but only up to a point mm. because they're listening and saying, well, we expect if we've asked a you know a research uh, body, if we've asked a higher ed institute to give us an answer, that we expect the answer to tell us this, mm. or we expect them to have this kind of this kind of uh, solution. I mean, just a, this was kind of part of my process when I was thinking of what's actually going on. I actually looked for examples, real life examples of an expectation bias, actually where things go wrong and what does it actually look like? And I actually found one in um, aviation. I'm just going to tell you another little story. So it's August 2006 and Comair Flight 5191 scheduled to depart from Lexington Airport in Kentucky from runway 22, which is over 7,000 feet long. So the taxiway leading from the terminal to runway 22 crossed another one way, 26, on the way. So what happened was somewhere between the terminal and runway 22, sorry, they were the, the pilots were thinking about, okay, so we're going to move from the terminal along this taxiway and we're going to find our runway. Mm -hmm. So, and they did find a runway, but it was runway 26 which was half as long so what they did was they looked at this runway runway 26 and they said well it's on our route it is a runway it has got the lights on it therefore it must be the right one so they made a decision that they didn't need to look any further that they could just stick to that runway and unfortunately they took off from the runway which is only 3,000 feet and it led to a devastating crash and everyone but the first officer was killed now that's extreme but if you are um setting yourself a question you're saying well okay so um we know that standards are low in wales mm -hmm. so our expectation is that 
standards are low, therefore we need a new curriculum that that's going to solve the problem. And then when you have a new curriculum like we do at the moment, you're expecting learning to be better. Well, it's the expectation that the curriculum is the thing that's going to, to solve the standards, isn't it? Right. So when you're looking for learning to be better and you're seeing learning and you're saying, well, it's better in this situation because of the curriculum, I'm failing to see that maybe it's better because those teachers have done some additional professional learning somewhere or in another situation, the learning isn't better. And they have just as good a curriculum, but it's actually because the way in which the teachers are teaching and their professional learning that they've been provided for the teaching isn't good enough. So you stop seeing the reasons why the solution isn't the way it needs to be. So, for example, we've got schools who look like they are accurately assessing individual pupils' progress. And we know that there are um, case studies on the government, the Welsh government website, where they're extolling the virtues of the way that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But they're using a strategy to do that. That is a box ticking strategy, which goes completely against what, 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 what which Welsh government advice is. Yeah, an assessment. absolutely. And, and that that particular case study, what's really interesting is all the case studies are subtitled mm. and the subtitles where they say what they're doing it's as if the person listening to what they're saying hasn't heard what they're saying it's, it's actually missubtitled mm -hmm. so you just lose that little piece of information if you actually listen to what they're saying you can hear that they're using a box ticking approach but it's subtitled to sound like they're doing something else is the expectation again yeah so mm -hmm. somebody has heard that assumed they're mm -hmm. saying one thing not really listened and then written down in the subtitles, no, 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 this is something different. And mm -hmm. failing to see the fact that that the worst has happened and that particular school has done the one thing that Welsh government don't want them mm -hmm. to do. So that they're they're not seeing the problems. And we've we've talked along about this a number of times, haven't we, that what you see on the surface mm. isn't always actually what's going on no. a lot deeper. No, I mean, you look, for example, at Estin, um, look at um, extended writing, gets a lot of yeah. recommendations. So they're expecting to go into schools and they are expecting to look at books and to see the problems in mm. the books. So they, they, um, uh, what's the word, um, alter reality or, you know, um, construct influence, their the expectation influences reality. So they say, well, look, um, writing isn't very good therefore writing is the problem mm. but they were only looking at the surface and actually it may not even be reading that's the problem it may be vocabulary or oracy you know like three or four steps away from that that's actually the problem but we've also had a conversation with a head teacher fairly recently where they've they've had you know a, a middle tier in mm. and the middle tier have gone in with the expectation of what they're going to see based on where the school is and how many free school meals yeah. pupils they've got. Yeah. And then they've gone in and had to yeah. rethink. Yeah. Uh, but haven't what's effectively rethought. No. And their um, interpretation of what's been gone on has been affected by their cognitive bias. Yeah. And I would just like to point out at this point, you know, it's not the inspector's fault. It's not the Welsh government's fault. It's not the politician's <laughs> fault. 
that they have cognitive bias. It's because they're human. You know, we all have cognitive biases. It's what is their fault to a certain extent. Yeah, 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 we do. But what is their fault to a certain um, point is not recognising the fact that cognitive bias is a danger and doing something about it. Because it's one thing recognizing that you're you you think in a certain way it's another thing doing something about it you know um heuristics shortcuts we have to we have to use shortcuts yeah to make sense of the world because we couldn't possibly process everything all at the time you know that that's why we're successful as a species is because we are we we have things like cognitive shortcuts to make sense of the world but we need to when we're dealing with such a complex environment we really do need to be aware of that and take control of it because you know uh, going into a situation where we've got maybe um a politician saying oh schools are working wonders with their budgets you know they're, they're making miracles happen but then listening to the petitions committee oh that was interesting wasn't it oh, listening to the head teachers on the petitions committee yesterday where they're saying that they're chasing grants of 1500 pounds mm. in order to buy books for children to read yeah that the funding doesn't even cover the basic no the basic level of funding that it needs to actually fulfill their stat their their, yeah. what, their their legal obligations and i i know that we are probably in a situation where welsh government would respond with well there isn't any more money okay there isn't any more money but if you can't provide any more funding then reduce expectations yeah you know, don't you just squeeze it within. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You can't just keep on saying, you know, work miracles. Mm. Because I mean, both of the head teachers in that petitions committee talked about staff giving their time freely. Mm. And when you think about staff giving their time freely, I mean, if we if we're going to talk about funding, let's talk about funding. That the reality of the situation is both that schools are working miracles, working wonders, doing more with less, and that they're not coping you know they, yeah. they've got we've got deficit budgets being set and then the school is unable to set a budget where they can repay the money they borrowed from the local authority to to deal with that they are bankrupt and there's no there's no hope of refloating it there, there was a quote yesterday i think in the in the petitions committee about you know if this had been a business yeah they would have closed shop yeah bankrupt Bank, bankrupt years ago yeah and i think that that's exactly where where schools are being treated as you know businesses because they've got to yeah. you know not make a profit but they've got to be be, be funded appropriately to actually de- deliver what they need to deliver for the pupils but there shouldn't be this yeah you know we're squeezing a bit here and staff are given their their yeah. time freely and this that and the other because that's where the system will will is going to creak and groan and it will fall apart well it's where the the weakest people in those system are going to lose out the most yeah you know so where you've got you've got some schools with really strong heads and a very supportive community who are going to work miracles and give their time freely and, and teachers mm. who are going to give their lifeblood but which is not should not be the yeah. case and then a school maybe with a slightly more challenged leadership system and a less supportive community and where there is you know a greater need mm. and maybe even less funding and you know they're not going to be able to provide 
the teacher-pupil ratio that they need yeah. to. The professional learning is going to be lower quality so they can't buy people in uh, in order to support it. Or they're, the staff are, because they're doing all of these things in their extra time, they haven't got the time to really yeah. develop their own professional practice in because they don't have any spare time. Well, it's that equity across the across the nation, isn't it? We're not, we haven't got that. No. Because of the funding structure. No. And we can't we can't carry on being in this situation where we're saying, oh, but, you know, we and I, we hear this so often from the education minister. It's really beginning to be one of those phrases that actually sets my mm. teeth on edge is we'd like to thank the profession mm. for doing the most wonderful things. And that's a narrative which says you're miracle workers. Mm. You can just keep on going there. Yeah. And they can't. And they're already, you know, the fact that this petition got 7,000 uh, respondents, yes, a lot. you know, that is an awful lot. When you think there's only 1,470 mm. schools in Wales, that's an awful lot. But it, it, it does go back as well, though, to the, you know, we talked earlier about the, the expectations and the reality and those feelings of disappointment, anger and frustration. I felt that from the people yes. that were delivering or, or, or speaking at that yeah. uh, uh, petitions committee you Absolutely. could feel the frustration and i could also feel the the, the emotion that came across yeah. about you know it is affecting at the end of the day yeah children it's not about children's figures. lives yeah but also teachers parents lives yeah. as well and it won't be long before parents i mean there are a number of parents out there i know with the ALN, ALN reform who really mm -hmm. are incredibly angry and frustrated that their children aren't getting the support that they need and through no fault of their own and i think we are in a situation where it's this expectation it's not even that the expectation is kind of in the wrong area and i just want to give you a really example a, a little example that that um that i exemplifies how small a missed view of things can actually have bigger problem it can create so I think it was back in 2018 or 2019, there was a, a project that Trinity St. David took on for the um, NPEP, so the National Project for Inquiry, Professional Learning, or whatever it's called. And the expectation from Welsh Government, and that was clearly stated in the report, was that the NPEP project mm -hmm. would be a good way of delivering professional learning for teachers mm -hmm. to prepare them specifically for Curriculum for Wales. Mm -hmm. And if you read the report, uh, from Trinity St. David on that first tranche, that first pilot, there was actually a, a, a paragraph in there that said, we recommend that this is not a good way of preparing mm. teachers um, to be ready for Curriculum for Wales. And I think the expectation was that because they were Welsh Government was asking um, a, a higher edge institute to create a researched, informed professional learning package for teachers and their expectation was that that would then be the thing, thing that, that would want. prepare them for a curriculum for Wales. Something happened between reading that report and the rest of the project where it has now become the thing that's going yeah. to prepare teachers for curriculum for Wales for the rigours of using research in their Inquiry. own yeah. in their own practice, which is is it's just a little off, bit off. off. Yeah off the pace and then if you look at the evaluation plan where they talk about ways in which they're going to evaluate the effectiveness of mm -hmm. curriculum for Wales they are taking all of the inquiry questions from the MPEC project 
because they see the MPEC project as something that is preparing for a curriculum for Wales, they're saying, right, well, all of the questions, the inquiry questions that teachers have asked during that MPEC project must then see what, you know, show what teachers are concerned about in terms of developing curriculum for Wales. But that's that's a distortion it's, yeah, it's, of it's, it's, what it's the MPEC actually it's is. It's a step away again, isn't it? Absolutely. So they then using that as an evaluation tool for curriculum for Wales, which really it's not going to do the job they want. And everyone we've talked about this, it, it, but it's that distortion of, well, we're getting higher ed institute to do this. Therefore, it yes, will give it us will that. Therefore, yeah. we will see it that way. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, if you've got that happening across the board, then you end up in a situation like Scotland where you've got this reform process they've got going on in Scotland, education reform process 20 years after it started, that's stalled because it, it feels like the solutions that they've got to the questions they're asking are just so far from the truth yeah. that it's really quite worrying. I do feel, though, that we are careering yeah. towards getting Cooking for Wales done. Yeah. That that's how it it feels as it things are just moving on such a pace. Scotland, as you said, is has stalled. They've mm. stopped the reflecting, mm. and I don't think we're really looking about uh, uh, up to Scotland to see. Okay, they're stalling. Why are they stalling? Mm. Let's reflect on what we're doing. Yeah. So I think I mean that's a really good point. The um, there are some things. Okay. The narrative of what's happening in Wales is. Yes, Curriculum for Wales mm. is similar to Curriculum for Excellence, but we are doing things differently in Wales. We are learning from Scotland. So the expectation is all we need to do is adjust according to the, the issues that we're seeing yeah. in Scotland. So that's a distortion of the truth, mm. because what if, just saying, but what if the curriculum model is the problem? Mm. No adjustment is going to fix that. No, we're just tinkering with it. And it's... Yeah. So, you know, when they've got a situation up in, in Scotland and we've actually, this has happened in Wales as well, where we've got the quality of professional learning is a problem. Mm -hmm. So the quality of professional learning that was fixed. I'm using air quotes when I say that. That was yeah. fixed mm -hmm. by making sure that all, all those people, all those publicly funded people who are providing professional learning got an accreditation. Yes. And I know that's happening in Scotland yeah. as well. At the cost of one thousand four hundred, yeah, there's been a lot of about that this week. Because when you work out how many people are getting that, that comes to several million. That's several million being spent on an accreditation, and the expectation is, well, I will go through this course, I'll get my qualification, my accreditation. No, there was no qualifications. Sorry, so that right. was there. I'll go. get my accreditation, and then I will be better because yeah. that's what the accreditation says. But what if that doesn't work? What if, as we have seen, people are still reading their slides every time? People, people are still cramming lots of information onto slides that isn't necessarily the thing that teachers need. What if professional learning is seen as sharing information yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than improving practice yeah. through guided Well, it, go, it goes back to many podcasts that we've talked about, isn't it? We keep coming back these same ideas because they're still an issue because they're not being they're seen. seen they're not being seen you know if you talk to people who are in decision making roles 
about um, the fact that Wales is an evidence-informed education system. The narrative is Wales is an education that is informed by evidence. We work closely with educational institutions. We use research to inform the policies that we make. You know, Eston have many, very many um, references in their thematic reports and so on. But case in point, you know, we've got a, a thematic report from Eston which promotes strategies like guided reading, reciprocal reading, and they've got they've got research evidence cited in their report, and the two don't match. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's all all well and good citing research, but if it's not, if it doesn't support what, what you're, you're promoting, then, then, then what's the point? Absolutely. So no, it's a case of research informed tick. Yes, yes, and the expectation is that that if you have read the research and you've cited it in your thematic approach, that's all you need to do. Mm. So on the runway, yay. But might be the wrong wrong way. Yeah, let's hope we don't crash and burn. Okay, so there is there is very little science of of um, learning or real in depth um, analysis of what the research tells us are the best bets for learning, teaching, school improvement. Yeah. professional learning reading. actually ha- reading 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 let's not go down that and reading. Go, yeah reading happening in wales you know i mean another thing that i i would i mean whether this is expectation bias or spin i'm just getting it all out there today you know there was i actually contacted Branwyn jeffries from the bbc mm. um a while ago on dms on twitter because there was this conversation about um summative judgments on Ofsted mm-hmm. inspections and she was talking about the fact that Wales had got rid of the summative judgments mm. but only for some schools and that wasn't coming across the yes summative judgments have gone except if you happen to be in less than follow-up yeah and then they're still there yeah so significant improvement special measures Eston review LA review mm. is still still there so that seems like the summative judgments have have gone for the ones who didn't really need them anyway yeah you know so there's an awful lot of adapting the narrative to fit the expectations we're breaking the link between assessment and accountability therefore all those things that you can see that link accountability and assessment they're not there so it's what can you do with that you know you can't fix something that you're not looking at no it it, it is becoming more and more complex the more that we sort of unpick this and it and it feels very much that is it getting too complex to fix it's let's go the the foundations aren't there no no and when you've got you know a when you've got schools who are working really really hard to make a difference to pupils Mm. and standards are improving and they're using approaches that they're then are giving the results of standards improving and then they're being told by the inspectorates but mm. your pupils aren't independent enough mm. well if the standards are high what's the problem oh, yeah you know surely that's the point is that because we have i'm just going to say an outcome yeah. system because we still have gcse's yeah. we have an outcome driven system pupils have to have 
got the outcome that they need in order to move on to the next stage in their learning journey, whether that's A-levels or work or whatever it happens to be. So standards really, really matter to pupils. It doesn't, it's not as important. Well, it's the expectation, isn't it? If you, it, and as a parent and as a child, if you go to school, yeah, that you come out of school being able with to a, read with a certain standard, yeah, of education, yeah, you know. So if we're really serious that we want children to be more independent, then we need to build that into the outcome system, yeah. But to just say, well, we want children to be more independent, and the way that we think we expect independence to be developed is through getting children to do things on their own mm. then that's what you will be looking for and you won't then be seeing where getting to do getting children to do things on their own is actually creating dependency not independence yeah. because they're failing we, we talked about independent independence and independent learning last week last week so we'll if, stop talking if, about if, that now. we could go on for another hour on that one okay so let's just look at another couple of examples like attendance. Okay, the attendance um, guidance that came out recently, the expectation for that guidance was schools can make a difference. Mm. But what if schools can't make the difference? What if making lessons really, really exciting and engaging doesn't make enough of a difference yet it will get some children re-engaged and that might be the you know the tipping point yeah. that helps with everything else it's those that are on the coast. but what if it doesn't make enough of a difference you know what if it's a bit chicken and the eggy as well isn't it that if you know how do you get pupils in to enable them to become engaged yeah yeah if they're not in yeah they can't get engaged. engaged and it's it's but we've talked about attendance lots of times as well, that, you know, it's a much wider issue yeah. than just the school. Yeah, absolutely. We've got, you know, mental health it's services, societal, social services, societal, you know. So that guidance was really, really came from the perspective mm -hmm. of, well, schools can fix this. So what are the things that schools yeah. can do? Well, it's the, it's the, it goes back to expectation bias, isn't it? The yeah. expectation is that schools will fix it. Schools yeah. will make a difference yeah. to attendance. So let's just list the things that schools yeah, can do, do in order to fix it. And uh, let's focus on whether schools are actually doing those things mm. and then ignore what the real solution might be. And we're not saying that this is, you know, something that can't be fixed itself. Yeah. It is. It's but not it, easy, though, is it? It isn't easy. No. So mm. it, it isn't easy, but we are in a situation like we've never been in before. You know, the, the post-COVID recovery mm. is really hitting hard now mm. because things are um, they're multiplying. You know, when you've got a problem with funding and you've got a problem with um, mental health for um, staff, mm. but you've also got a problem with mental health and poverty and the cost of living crisis. Mm. It's like this, this growing storm that's getting bigger and bigger and more and more complex yeah. and like a tornado it's dragging everything in it, it, from you, all of these different places and it's getting really it's getting out of control when you look at what it's causing it's you know from the petitions committee it's mm. job losses redundancies yeah. also well and that was something that really um struck me and i actually um did something about it but it was governors 
governors don't want to be governor of a school if no. they're, they're having to sack people. I actually went, yeah. I'm a governor in a school in Swansea and I was an LA governor and I went in and I had a look at what vacancies was there. And I've never mm. seen so many mm. schools who had three LA yeah. governor vacancies. I actually volunteered for another school. Yeah, we've, we've got a couple of parent vacancies Guns. as well. And it's, yeah. it's, it's true, isn't it? You can't, schools are finding it very, very difficult to recruit because of the time. Yeah commitment to it as well but also because it is it's you know when you've got what you go in curriculum reform and you've got you know this change of pedagogy governors have got to understand that process Mm -hmm. there's this greater emphasis on self-evaluation all of this you know builds on that on that story you know we're talking about staff job losses and and redundancies but we're also talking about recruitment because we know recruitment is a major issue yeah and the 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 feeling from the petitions committee as well from the the people speaking was that the quality of people coming up for interview and applying for jobs yeah. isn't where it used to be because teaching isn't seen as the profession as no. the as the the one the profession that attractive profession yeah that people might have gone into in the past and you might be in a situation where you're starting to look at you know giving additional funding to mm-hmm. particular shortage subjects and but that's going to take away from funding from elsewhere, elsewhere. Yeah. you know it's it's this kind it's of not a bottomless pit the money is it it isn't it's and it. it feels like this 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 juggernaut is gathering speed and i did notice there was a, a tweet on twitter the other day about curriculum for wales particularly and how you know it's not too late to turn this tank around it might be yeah it might be too late i mean it was certainly too late for scotland you know, that's the point is that and we know how long it takes a tanker to actually <laughs> turn around. Already, yeah. We've already, you know, hit the next port. We are yeah. already schools are invested in it. We are two years yeah. in. Well, sunk cost. You yeah. know, if we're talking about yeah, yeah, heuristic, yeah. heuristic sunk cost, yeah, yeah. you know, we're not gonna stop doing curriculum for Wales now. That's what the problem no. the problem is. But we have got just going back to, you know, how the inspectorate is actually shaping curriculum for Wales and we're seeing this happen on the ground mm. and it's actually really really worrying we were talking to a school just this week who said look you know as we say we've got standards are good but it's very much direct teaching um but you know even though we've got quite a disadvantage well, we've got a couple of schools have given that same message yeah though. even though we've got a disadvantaged deprived cohort mm. standards are good and we're using direct teaching, but we are being told by the inspectorate that um, we need to be using facilitation more. Mm. And that's really quite scary, is that we may be in a situation where we're actually stopping doing good things yeah. so we can do worse, worse things. things. Yeah. I mean, are really standards worrying. good because yeah. of the teaching I mean, they've got, or is it that it can be made better? Just, just to point out, at one point... Scotland's education system was the leader was, in the UK was, yeah. and it's certainly not there now you know at one point Finland was leading the world and it's mm. not there now and as we know Pisa's out in a couple of weeks so that will be interesting to see where Scotland and, and Finland mm. and other similar countries are within the rankings yeah so you know when reality is is um hidden by people's expectations Mm. you know we are in a situation where teachers and leaders can become and they are becoming and we are hearing this 
increasingly more disappointed, frustrated. Well, I think we are as well. Yeah, yeah, because I think people feel like they're not being listened to and they feel like they're living in, it's almost like a cult. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like you, you're going into the, and everyone's going, yeah, we're all really happy here and everything's wonderful. The schools are fantastic. And you're going, well, that's not what well, we, well, we, we talk see. about closing the gap, don't we? I think we've got to start thinking about closing the gap between expectation and, and reality. reality. Yes. You know, we're in a difficult situation. There's no mm. getting away from that. But if we're not even prepared to look at it, we'll talk about it or talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Please. Let's talk about it. You know, we absolutely want the best things for the children Mm -hmm. of Wales. We don't want anybody to feel like we are, um, you know, saying bad things about them. We're absolutely not. We are all human. We know we've got cognitive biases as well, but we are hearing things from schools that are not okay and we know that children are suffering as a result yeah and and, and it needs to it needs to be addressed we need but it's to look getting at it. to the point isn't it where where people are very very busy doing things yes but we need to take a step back and actually decide are we doing the right yeah. things yeah and it, you know we're not going to get any more money no. we're not going to get any more time so we need to be ruthless if we're going to have any chance at all of just keeping the tanker on course. So, you know, teachers and leaders are worried, parents and pupils who are being let down and suffering the same feelings. We've got a school improvement system, the middle tier, who are focused on seeing their expectations rather than really wanting to uncover reality. You know, so this this improvement is not happening. We're not seeing, you know, suddenly schools are curriculum for wales is here and schools are mm-hmm. better at everything it seems to you know schools are pretty much where they were before mm-hmm. we know that curriculum and assessment actually aren't high on the list of things that research tells us make a big difference so you know we we don't want or need a government carrying out actions that are destined for failure because they're they're based on their expectations what we what we deserve in this this really crucial time post global pandemic where people are really suffering is a government who are willing to make very difficult decisions. You know, it seemed like during COVID where people were being locked down and there were difficult decisions. I mean, the COVID inquiry, you know, difficult decisions being made all of the time. It's even more crucial now that there are going to be decisions. I mean, I would have thought that if you're a politician, you go into it, conviction politician to make a difference Mm -hmm. one of the things that you could do that would make the biggest difference is to make unpopular decisions like the 20 mile an hour speed limit Mm -hmm. and i i really rate mark drakeford for making that decision there are other Mm -hmm. things i don't rate about (laughs) him but you know that is the kind of politician we need right now somebody who is prepared to make the difficult and maybe unpopular unpopular decisions for the right reason absolutely that's what we elect leaders to do so there's a challenge it's about having that realistic understanding though isn't it of what it it, what is actually happening on the ground yes because i think there is that that huge gap between and it it isn't it isn't through want of listening because we've seen that the minister is holding more and more of these you know come and talk to the minister about but it's it's come and talk to the minister and the minister should have 
you know, should be aware. She have expectations. Yeah, she shouldn't have any expectations. She should actually be listening and saying, well, look, is this what's happening? Yeah. You know, and maybe it's the people around him as well. We can't just lay everything at his door. Yeah. You know, it's it's the civil servant. It's the whole yeah. system. Yeah. Okay, so... That was a cheery podcast today, Finn. Yes. So, you know, the, the moral of the story is expect the best, but plan yeah. for the worst. Yeah. And identify. Yeah. Post-mortem, what was it, pre-mortem that pre we always do, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, what if it cool. isn't what you hope yeah. it's going to be? Yeah. Because it, it often yeah. isn't. No. Okay. Anywho. So, so what are we doing that, uh, coming up in this Well, week? we've got our first session with us, Word down in Cardiff we have a uh, curriculum a pedagogy, pedagogy we're looking at curriculum yeah. for Wales and I'm still in the marking zone so hopefully by the time this podcast comes out I'll be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel absolutely we've also got lots of meetings coming up with schools looking at bespoke packages and so on we've also got our business meeting which we have, we have every six weeks or so yeah. we're looking at you know finances decisions marketing all of the the businessy side of things because obviously that takes time yeah and then we we've got some time then to plan for some the rest of our school sessions that we've got for the rest of this term indeed so we with will... a bit of christmas shopping in between oh god don't talk about christmas okay so we will see you again soon take care bye now thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes you can find us online at www.impact.wales you can also follow us on social media on twitter we're at impact wales on Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales, and on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.